welcome to Revolutionary Women. My name is Tess Silverman. Women around the world are constantly creating ways to make a difference in their communities, and today's guest is no exception. My guest today is Kimberly K. Rea. Kimberly is a sought-after speaker, fitness presenter, and marketing girl boss. Her energy is through the roof, and she brings comedy to every audience she embraces. Her approach is bold and transparent. She shows vulnerability and poise and helps shift mindsets with real stories and real failures. Hi, Kimberly. Welcome to Revolutionary Woman. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. So glad to make uh, that you can make it on my show. So um, can you please tell us a little bit about, about yourself before I uh, start <laughs> asking you my questions? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I am... I am a multifaceted, crazy entrepreneur. I um, have been doing marketing for 25 years mm-hmm. um, throughout the Chicagoland market. And about seven years ago, I opened up a dance and fitness studio on the northwest side of Chicago. Okay. And then most recently, I opened up another one as I moved up to Twin Lakes, Wisconsin this past April. Oh, wow. You've been busy. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, I love it. I love everything about what I do. That's great. Okay, so I read that you're from Wooddale, Illinois, um, and that you were bullied as a child. Um, can you tell me a little bit about that? Sure. Um, you're you're correct in, in that I was born and raised in Wooddale, Illinois, and yeah, about kindergarten through sixth grade, I had I had a girl that I guess just didn't like me and, and, you know, kind of not only bullied me, but had other people kind of bully me. So at an early age, oh I decided gosh. that I really, yeah, I was, wow. I was, I was really all about like getting along with everybody. And I think after that experience in sixth grade, I remember standing up on the, on the school bus and getting ready to go into seventh grade. And I went right up to the bully and I said, this is it. This is where this stops. You know, I am about to go into, you know, the next level, seventh grade. And, you know, you're not going to do this to me anymore. And it was the first time I ever stood up to her ever. And the entire wow. school bus was completely quiet. <laughs> as That's I awesome. Turned around, turned around and walked out of the, uh, the school bus. And oh. that was the end of it. Good for you. Um, I also read that you had an eating disorder. Can you tell me a little bit about that? And how did that influence you creating, you know, these other initiatives in the future? Sure, sure. So I've always been in dance. Um, when I was little, I was in gymnastics, and then I did cheerleading and dance and such. Like I was always in pretty good shape. I, mm-hmm. I come from a family that is, um, you know, not 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 heavier, but not not in the best shape. And and staying fit was always a struggle for me. And so after I had my second son, I found that it wasn't as easy to to stay really fit. And mm-hmm. so I went to some different extremes and measures to say, you know. How can I eat and still look good? And, you know, bulimia was introduced after, I mean, Jackson must have been two or three years old. And I had gone through a divorce at the same time. So I, you know, was kind of struggling with control issues as is. Mm. And that's kind of how it started. And then I just, it was, it was such a bad habit that it just, I couldn't stop it. It was, uh. it was a, kind of like an addiction that you can't stop. And, you know, the, the, several times I did try to stop, it just, I was unsuccessful or I gained a lot of weight and I'd get really scared and so it lasted about 15 years and it wasn't until wow. I opened up Fly Girl um, mm-hmm. Dance and Fitness 
seven years ago that I decided I can't be in front of people mm-hmm. and not be eating and not be healthy. I will be no, no, no good leader if I continue something like this. So I, I kind of stopped cold turkey and never looked back. Hmm. Wow. So you created Fly Girl Dance and Fitness. Are you still doing that? Yeah. So we have, um, I opened a studio here in April, uh, as I mentioned, up in Twin Lakes, Wisconsin. And then in Chicago, I gave up my keys in January of this year mm. after being charged full rent. Oh, wow. Um, okay. In, in 2020, you know, we were charged full rent and late fees and we, we ended up getting, um, you know, shut down several times. And then about September of 2020, I sucked it up and I did a GoFundMe, which was against everything I believe in asking for handouts or help. And our our community of women um, helped us raise about nine. And then I put in the other eight that we were behind. So we mm. wrote a check for $17,000 in September wow. of 2020 and then only to be shut down in November again. So this, this oh past January, gosh. I said, enough is enough. This is a, a box that we're, we're dancing and moving in. We can get another box. But now is not the time to, to continue to bleed like we were bleeding. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that they, even after all of that, they shut you down. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean it, was, it was my decision. I mean, they, after I gave them the GoFundMe and, yeah. um, you know, my, my earnest money, they, you know, they, they still have us, but I just was like, this, I'm, we're bleeding. I mean, we were close so much. My team, you know, had been working for free. They mm. continue to support me and, and, and donate time when they, when they can right now. But um, that, that was it. So we decided then in about, uh, January, we're going to run virtual classes, which was kind of what everybody else was doing. Mm-hmm. And then I said, summer, we will we'll rent some spaces, a couple of spaces in Chicago, and just kind of see how things go rather than sign a lease and see, you know, is Chicago going to lock down again? Mm. Are people going to be afraid to come out? Right. So I think it was a, a better decision to just kind of to rent a couple of spaces to try to run classes. And knock on wood, we made it through summer, which is the slowest time for any dance into the studio to to try to go up against so we made it and i just signed a lease in september and now we are reopened in edison park oh in a, awesome yeah 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 we're excited it's three thousand square feet so it's almost double the size of our twin lakes location and slightly oh. bigger than our old chicago location wow that's amazing good for you uh, okay so you created girl gang chicago can you tell me what that is and what inspired you to create it i sure can so um being in this dance and fitness world that I'm in, I, I attract, I think I attract a lot of people and I, I think people like to get close to me, close to the brand. It's very empowering. It's very girl power. And I think in the process, sometimes you can attract the wrong kind of people. And mm-hmm. so about three years ago, I had um, a member that uh, maybe felt like she wanted to be closer than what is comfortable and mm-hmm. um when I kind of recognized what was going on and transpiring, uh, I decided to to kind of distance myself from this person. And it ended up that there became kind of a cyber stalking type situation oh, with this person. So I filed a couple of police reports. I hired an attorney to do some cease and desist. But, you know, you can't you can't really prove fake Gmail accounts and fake um reviews on the internet it's a very difficult process to navigate Mm. so you know i just tried to you know lay low until you know i got to the point where i I just kind of shut down on social media a little bit because i was like tired of every victory i had this person would hide behind an email or a text message and kind of try to to break you down or bring you down and so i woke up one morning and as i I do most nights at 3 a.m and have my my brilliant ideas and i decided Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. instead of hiding from this person or anybody that's Mm -hmm. out there 
suffering from this kind of nonsense, I, I'm going to create an empowering group that is, you know, very transparent. I know there's a lot of, you know, networking events I've been to and, you know, so-called so girl power events, but I feel like every networking event I was at or, or gathering with women, I felt like, you know, it's three speakers sitting on these, you know, gold thrones talking about how amazing their life is. And I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm like, you know, this can't be possible. This isn't motivating me to, you know, be better or, or to work harder. So I thought, I'm going to start doing some events and some give back stuff, you know, that would be very vulnerable and very transparent. So Girl Gang Chicago was created mm -hmm. like two years ago. And, you know, that's what we did. So we started having events prior to COVID and I would offer speakers to come and talk to the group of women. But I told them they can't come looking pretty or talking about how great they are. I want to hear everything that went wrong in their life or career so that we can really learn from and grow from and feel you know, connected instead mm -hmm. of, you know, I left another networking event unfulfilled with, you know, too many glasses of wine. Mm. Wow. That's amazing, Bill, that you you decided, you know what, say, all right, that that's great that we have all of these events, but it's not really transparent. So you really want to be connected to these women. So that's really a great way to do it. Huh. And, and but, really to make it comfortable and safe for them too to do that well that, that that was the whole thing and what what had happened or really inspired me to after i created the facebook group and i created a couple of social media platforms all of a sudden we have you know like thousands of people in a very short amount of time based on kind of what the content i had been posting just you know really transparent vulnerable stuff i got asked to do um out of this in like a matter of two months of having the girl gang group and what i had been posting somebody reached out and had you know asked me to be in like a a keynote speaker at her women's event in, in Atlanta, you know, wow. brought me out there. It just kind of opened my eyes to see like, this is really needed. And not yeah. only just the, the event space of this, but like we gang up for good. So I mm -hmm. do a lot of give backs I have for 20 years of volunteering my time. And I was like, this would be a cool, you know, roll up your sleeves. But you know, all the events that I have gone, gone to in the past, you know, you're, you're putting the makeup on and putting the heels on and going out, but let's, let's get dirty. Let's give back. Let's, mm -hmm. let's bond on a different level. So getting up for good was the other side of kind of what my, my, my motivation was to have like a girl gang Chicago. And it wasn't, it was just, like I said, more around being like connecting women to other women mm -hmm. and, and, and sharing stories that sometimes are uncomfortable that are really going to help and inspire me to probably heal you, but also inspire other women to say, I can do this too, or I can get past this as well. Kind of wow. Thing. I love that. I love that because huh. you're really opening up channels for women to, you know, basically tell their stories and not be afraid to do so, you know. And right just, on. And to your, yeah. to your point, the first five minutes of this, you've asked me some pretty uncomfortable questions about, you know, bullying when I was little and eating disorder and then this girl gang thing and, you know, more people need to be talking about this stuff because, you know, I think people perceive you on your social media platform thinking her life is great. She's living mm -hmm. the dream when they don't realize that there's a lot of things that we've been through to help us, you know, really get to where we are today. And, mm -hmm. and even every day here is a struggle, you know, even though it may look like it's, you know, perfect glitter and roses online, you know? Mm -hmm. Nope, for sure. I mean, yeah, it's like, and most people would not tell their life story on Facebook anyway, you know, but right. the, the ones that do, I mean, I'm always like, you know, in awe of them because it's like, wow, they're really bearing their their soul and, you know, whether or not people like it or not, doesn't matter. Too bad. <laughs> you know, it's like this is who I am. And I mean, it, it's I, I like that in terms of that platform. Media social media platforms are definitely like, you know, they have been um used for, you know, 
good and bad. And I'm glad that when pe I, I really love when people like, you know, or women especially, like try to make it as, as, as transparent and as, as comfortable and as safe as possible for other women to open up to them. So thank you for that. I, I love that you created this for not just for you, but for so many other women. Um, but you also work with other organizations like Red Backs of Kindness and Chicago Cares and Generation Gratitude. So what are they all about? I mean, if you can just give me little snippets of what each one is and how did you get involved with them? So I have a disease that's called I Love to Give Back. <laughs> okay. Ah, I like that you know disease, what? though. <laughs> I, 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 I've always been that way. And I think, again, the bullying when you're little, you know, team player kind of mentality. But like when I got divorced 18 years ago, I didn't want to go to bars. So I thought, where can I go and, you know, give, give some of my time and effort and maybe meet some cool people along the way. So I started with Chicago Cares mm -hmm. years ago as just a volunteer and then turned into one of their team leaders um gosh more than 10 years ago uh -huh. and then I ran some of their they had some very big um give backs um that they did in the summer every summer and I was a, like one of their top five um team leaders to run these big Chicago because kind of Chicago school mm -hmm. um regentrification kind of projects which I loved and mm. then they, they they no longer do them so I I turned to Generation Gratitude um, just because it's more local, I moved to Twin Lakes, and it's it's up here, it's up north, that I thought I could continue to give back, both with Fly Girl and the Girl Gang stuff. And then I, I ran across something on the Random Acts of Kindness website two years ago, and they were looking for um, kind of, you know, ambassadors for the Random Acts of Kindness. And they had this application, and I thought, you know, what the heck? I've been doing mm -hmm. this a long time. Mm -hmm. Why not, you know, fill it out and see see what happens? And so I filled out the application and got a call weeks later, and they said, you made the top. 55 people around the world uh, wow. we like you had to say we're gonna we're gonna interview you so i had an interview wow. with a couple people yeah oh, it's really cool. amazing it's really cool so i got involved with these people and they said you know we felt your energy from your application and all that you did and you know kind of asked me some questions but the last question they asked me in their decision making process because they're only going to pick 30 people mm -hmm. is they said what has happened you know lately that you feel like since your application was months ago you know what anything new that you've done to give back and I said it's funny you say that because mm -hmm. or ask me that excuse me I said somebody at the studio gave me the you are beautiful stickers from that you are beautiful artist that does it all over the city of Chicago and they're the little tin the cutest tin and a bunch of stickers mm -hmm. and I've been using them lately if I go into you know get my oil change or I'm at Starbucks mm -hmm. and it, you just kind of get a feel for the the cashier and they're not probably having the best day. They're not smiling. It's transactional. And I, you know, slip them when I sign my credit card or, you know, when I'm, I'm, I'm passing back the receipt, I slip them one of these little stickers. Mm. And the reaction has been amazing. Amazing uh, as if I was giving them $1,000. Really? They would, they would screech. They would scream. They would, they would put it on their cell phone immediately on the back of their phone. Uh, they would come around the booth and they would hug me. Oh, my and, you gosh. Know, it was just so cool because I just, you know, I don't know these people. Uh -huh. I don't expect anything back from them. I just kind of, sometimes I just leave it with the receipt at the restaurant. So they don't even get to see me. Right. Just the impact on it to me was like, this is kind of cool. And, wow. and, and it's just a little sticker. That's awesome. So wow. I shared it with them uh, that day on the interview. And then I found out a couple of weeks later, I made the top 30 and we were 
right before COVID supposed to go to this um, retreat for the top 30 people in the world that, you know, they, they deemed as great ambassadors for the Random Acts of Kindness organization, which mm. now is postponed, but it looked like a really cool event. It was three days of kind of intensive training on how to, you know, understand giving back and kindness and all the things that I'm so in love with. And then we would become ambassadors, come back to our region of the world and kind of put on Random Acts of Kindness events. Mm. Wow. That's amazing. And yeah. have you done that? I mean, events for Random Acts of Kindness? So we haven't yet. So prior to COVID, it was oh, October right. of oh, gosh. 2020 that we were supposed to have the retreat. And of course, with everything that went on, it got postponed, excuse me. Right. So we have it in 2022 that we'll be doing that. And I can't wow. wait. Oh, my gosh. Wow. You'll have to let me know how, how that is. And and. You know, I will definitely keep in touch and, and let me know how, you know, how uh, how many people have responded. And that, that's amazing just because I, I love that, you know, it's almost serendipitous. Like, you know, you, you did something that was like, you know, you weren't even it wasn't really I mean, it was intentional, but it wasn't like, you know, you were waiting for a response or anything. It was just something that you wanted to do. And just the reaction that has elicited from that, that's really that's beautiful, you know, because it's so like, it's, it's, it's natural. It's not like, you know, something you didn't have to force. So that's really I love that. Huh, random well, I think I'm, I'm in love with it too. And I, I tell some of the people that are close to me that, that that has to be like the biggest thing that's happened to me uh, with all the speaking events I've done and mm-hmm. fitness presenting I've done and traveled and, and I loved every part of it, you know, but you're filling out your application for speaking or presenting and it's, you know, you're, you're, you're pushing your best marks as mm-hmm. opposed to, I just really filled out that application. Like this is what I've done. There's no mm-hmm. fluff to it. It is yeah. what it is. You right. Know? Right. It's, it's, it's cool though, because it reminds me of like, um, and an incident where you know, like when I lived in New York, and I would drive to my uh, my drive through Starbucks, and you know, and over the holidays, like someone just like decided to pay for my drink, and I'm like, huh, that's awesome. So I was like, you know what? Sure, I can do the same for the other per- other person. And you know, it was just like really, I didn't know that person in front of me, and but I said, you know, what a great way to just like pay it forward. You know, I mean, it's something something little. It doesn't have to be something big, but. It is a random act of kindness in in a way where you know you're just like you, you don't know where that what that person has gone through and you know you never know, um, but it's just that little bit of kindness I think really says it it I think it really motivates people to do the same thing, you know for others. So that's amazing. I love that story. Oh my gosh. Okay. So um, so when you created. Well, before you created Girl Again Chicago, did you have an aha moment where you said, okay, you needed, was there something that spoke to you and said, okay, I need to do something that could affect my life and others? In creating that? Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's just, like I said, it's a, it's a, it's a combo platter of, of my life. As you look back, like, you know, I started Fly Girl and it's, mm-hmm. it's a very empowering women community. And mm-hmm. then it's on to the next thing. And like I said, it was coming out of more of that cyber bullying stuff that I was like, mm-hmm. you want to watch me? Watch this and mm-hmm. watch a bunch of women with the same kind of direction and, mm-hmm. and, um, and feel. So it was more like I said, it's just, you know, I've been a cheerleader my whole life. I've been part of a team my whole life. And mm-hmm. it's just, it was just another step to say like, I'm sure there's other people out there that have either haters or are feeling like everything I go to is just so 
everybody's, you know, on their high horse talking about how great their lives are. Mm-hmm. And you see them walk out to their like 1985 car and you're mm-hmm. like, well, how does that happen? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if you're, if you're living the dream and you're talking about, you know, how successful you are. And I'm not saying you have to have a beautiful car to equate that, um, no. that sense of it. But at the same time, it's kind of like, I want yeah. to hear what you did wrong. You right. know, I can right. learn and grow from, from finding out like, Oh, I did that too. Or I, yeah. I fell down eight times too, instead of right. looking at people thinking they never had any problems. I can't relate to this. or I can't, you know, better myself, you know, emotionally or intellectually right. or professionally, you know? Right. Yeah. And I mean, everybody definitely, every person has a story behind, you know, everything that happens to them and good or, good and bad. But, you know, you always want to, uh, for me, I definitely always want to learn something from whoever I connect with, you know, so, and this actually okay. affords me that, you know, so it, it, I, I love that you're, you're um, out of that, out of everything that you have done and out of what, all the experiences you've had, you created something that's really empowering for for young girls and women. So that's really awesome. Wow. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. So, um, huh. All right. So do you have something that you haven't done? Is there something you haven't done that you would like to do or you haven't tried yet? Hmm. I haven't done that I'd like to try. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I'm I'm kind of crazy like that. I, I I need to be able to plan more, slow down more. Because I, just, I did. I tried all. You know, <laughs> like we 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 tried, and then we think later. See, that's the problem. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. Do you have any any other goals besides? I mean, you have a lot of initiatives right now. I mean, is there something outside of that that you would like to, you know? get into and and yes i do now now that that i'm thinking about it so i reached out over the summer this year to talk to somebody who specializes in um not for profits Ah, and i think i think that with all the give back stuff i do and you know i have a lot of especially from chicago and then twin lakes there's a lot of moms that say our girls need something so my goal was to start a not-for-profit for for girls that maybe the bullying angle of it Mm -hmm. but just just something for girls to feel like they have a a mentorship program, something oh. where we can not only mentor from, you know, the emotional, intellectual side to the, to the wellness side, mm-hmm. to the bullying, you know, respect of what I, what I bring to the table, but also, also where they have like giving back opportunities. And it's, it's, I feel like it's like a cool club for any girl mm-hmm. that's kind of virtual, but it could be, you know, little pods all over the world. Oh, that's awesome. And I love that you're taking your, that you're thinking global because, you know, there's so many girls who have gone through a lot of bullying and are still going through it, and not just bullying, but so many other things. And I think they, like, I agree, I think they need, the uh, girls need some place where they can feel safe, you know, and, and be able to thrive from, you know, out of all of that. So that's amazing. Oh, I, I like that goal. Okay, so... Well, you don't... Go ahead. I was going to say one other component of that piece is that my day job for 25 years is, is marketing and we're big into digital marketing. I'm in, you know, we do a lot of social media marketing for clients. And so that being said, I see what social media is doing to girls that that didn't happen to me and, mm-hmm. and not as much to my boys who are 23 and 25, mm-hmm. you know, but, but now it's like, you know, it's a, it could be devastating the stories yeah. that I hear. So yeah. that's, that's another reason why I think it would be really important to bring that aspect to it as well. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I, I totally agree. I mean, I said before, I mean, like I said before, social media it can be used for good as well as bad. And when it's bad, it's really bad. You know, it's like, okay, that's when I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh, why? It can't, it doesn't have to be this bad. It doesn't have to resort to someone, you know, being 
bullied um, on cyberspace to the point where they wanna they they can't even think past it and and you know and unfortunately you know it's sad when someone takes their own life because of that you know and it's like it's devastating and it's so heartbreaking because you're like it, it doesn't have to be that way but it is unfortunate you know it's like so I'm glad that you're you you want to tackle that so that that's kudos to you I love that um and. So is there someone you would credit for where you are now? Oh, my goodness. You don't have enough time for that. <laughs> well, pick one or two, you know, or... or... Uh, one or two? Oh, boy. Uh, first well, first pick... and foremost, okay. you know, especially with the studio stuff, the entire Chicago team of instructors, their, mm. their, their time that they donated and worked without pay and dealt with me and hung on <laughs> and did it for our community. I mean, I, I think they like me, but I know that they love the community of people that they talk to that... We're still together two years, mm. you know, into this pandemic. We're, we're together. We're, you know, excited to be opening again. But, like, every one of them, you, know, you learn so much about people when there's, I don't want to swear, but the, the crap hits the fan. And <laughs> mm-hmm. they, they stuck by, I mean, on some really weird and uncomfortable conditions. And they're still together. And that that is inspired me beyond. I can't do enough for them ever in my lifetime. Mm, I love that. So did you have um, some problems like getting or uh, with your initiatives because of the pandemic was it hard to like connect with I mean were you even up during the pandemic and like if, the, the, the fitness stuff or yeah. my day job the, no the fitness? fitness stuff yeah yeah so as soon as we had to go virtual because we had to close our doors again in November of 2020 we went wow. virtual I bought you know new equipment I have a you know bigger and better system to be able to run it I helped every one of the instructors if I did it another team member did but we helped them get the right equipment and, and learned they had to learn a whole new job how to mm. log on to a computer <laughs> and get a camera yeah. and, a, and deal with you know people on their machines at right. their house and, and and makeshift studio looking you know people were hanging up shower curtains behind them <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome wow you have to be creative to stay alive yeah you know what i mean and and that's great in a way because you know you provided a sense of um belonging to them and not not to have to be isolated during the pandemic so that's great you know especially that whole this whole year has been such you know up and down and chaos and it's 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 must have been nice to like say okay you know what i maybe there must there's part there is a pandemic but i don't have to be alone i am part of this i'm part of this group and and there i have people around me so that's great I just I was just yeah. wondering about that, you know, whether it affected your business. Um, but I'm glad that you were able, you know, it's that's what it is. People have become creative during the pandemic, you know, because we have to. We've had to. Right so. on. Yeah, it, I mean, I'm a different person, even with regard to um, the new studio space that I, I just secured. You know, if pre-COVID, I wanted to be, you know, on this, the main strip of the street and it has to be pretty and you have to be able to see in and mm-hmm. all these other things that when I moved up to Twin Lakes, the, our, our studio up here is actually an old service garage. Mm. Wow. So okay. I, when I first, I first looked at it with my fiance back in like February and he's like looking at me while we're walking through this, it looks like a garage, you know, uh-huh. it has a concrete floor, it's bare and he's uh-huh. like, you think you could put a dance floor in here? And I'm like, <laughs> watch me. You know? <laughs> ah, that's awesome good for you so it's, now that it's done i mean it's, it's adorable up here everyone loves it it's so girly and cute but you know and now i i tease him and i'm like see what i did you, you were <laughs> well you always but but you have vision 
you know, you've right. always had vision. So, you know, for people who don't see that, you know, it's hard for them to to visualize it. But if you have right. a vision and you can make it, you, you actually were able to create it. I mean, that's amazing. Good for you. So I well, love he, that. He was a big help. Don't let, don't let me tease you. He's a big help to everything that I've done up here. Ah, that's great. That's really cool. Um, okay, so how? Um, hmm. So what are your goals for Girl Gang Chicago? You know, that's a great question because I really haven't been doing much when I, I opened the uh, studio up here. I've been focused on that. And, of course, I have a day job. And just getting back acclimated to events, you know, especially in Chicago where all of our events happen. So, you know, people weren't coming out or they were masked. And so I've been mm -hmm. slow to roll that back out. Um, but that's my intention. It, I think 2022 is going to be, you know, way more active with that kind of stuff. But I really haven't, like I said, been doing much down there because we were just all nervous. Mm -hmm. No, totally understand. So if um, how could others get involved with Girl Gang Chicago? So that's a great question. We have uh, we have a Facebook group that you can join. We have a website, girlgangchicago.com. Mm -hmm. And on there, I started a directory of women. So if they had a business, I said, I will you know, list you for free. Here's what you need to give me. That's also on the website where they can fill it out. But I said, you know, give me your headshot. Give me the information. You know, let's let's really support each other instead of just a listing website. Let's really make it active that these are the people that you think about when you need any of these these services that people provide um, and then attending the events, you know, when people can attend them, it's always a great way to, to meet people. Like I said, I run it like, you know, this is family. This is a community. There's no drama. Mm -hmm. You're going to hear real stories, very transparent. Mm -hmm. You're going to have a lot of fun and you're going to meet real connections that you can, you know, network with and, and be friends with for the rest of your life. That's awesome. I love that. So what does the future look like for Kimberly? Well, in a perfect world, I would love <laughs> to have more Fly Girl Studios. I mean, that's kind of the goal as I'm talking to a couple uh, different sources on how to franchise this. I mean, it's it's one thing to open one and, you know, see everybody loves it. And then to go in a state where you know no one mm -hmm. and have the same love fest going mm -hmm. on that you have had in Chicago with people that you don't even know, like people that take these classes, they don't know I own it. They don't care. I own it. Mm -hmm. And they love fly girl. I mean, they even more so than Chicago. They, they buy the gear. They're wearing the shirts to the workout. My instructors mm -hmm. wear the shirts. It's like, they love this. So how do I spread more of that love while you're getting healthy right. in a very empowering kind of dance and fitness studio? That's kind of what I'd love to do for the rest of my life. I know mm -hmm. I can't teach forever, but mm -hmm. that would be really kind of cool to have something like that, you know, everywhere. Would you ever do a franchise? I'm thinking about it. And, you know, the attorneys I talked to said, you know, don't let the sticker price scare you mm -hmm. because of, you know, what the outcome is going to be. But, you know, there are people like even within both of those studios right now where I'm like, they definitely could be great leaders to take it over one day mm -hmm. or, mm -hmm. you know, you just you can smell people out where you're like, number one, I can smell people in the classes that should be instructors. And two, you can you can definitely smell out. You know, and, and new entrepreneurs that could probably really benefit from doing this. And if you held their hand, they could be very successful at it. Yeah. And they could also be like your, um, what is the term? But they could, they could be like, I guess you're not messengers, but the, I mean, mess, messengers for your, of your message about fly girls. You know, I mean, I love that title too, because it's very badass. You know, <laughs> becoming a fly girl is like, oh yeah, you know, it's like, and I mean, 
if I was younger, you know, say if and I saw that, I would definitely have bought. If you had swag, oh my gosh, yeah. It's like you know, who doesn't want to be a fly girl? You know, who doesn't want to be a badass? But it takes, you know, it takes the self confidence and the confidence to know that you can, that you are that, you know. And and there's unfortunately a lot of girls who don't feel that, you know. So if something like your message of being empowering and and being brave and and confident. You know, I think that's that kind of says you're a fly girl. You know, that's how at least I would interpret it. So well, I think I think, you'll, I think you'll love this in addition. So the um, yeah, and I, I'm I'm all with you. And and it's funny because I have when you said your age or you know, or if I was younger, we, my my favorite member is uh, Teresa Duffy, and I I can't even guess her age. I, I'm gonna guess seventy maybe. Mm. But she is in the front row, and she is she just loves Zumba and she loves moving and she loves dancing, and I I smile on my old light every time I see her. But Aww. when it one extra story on the fly girl coolness is we started probably five years ago. I saw something online and I, I thought this is kind of cool for fly girl. We should do this. We have members that just stand out. They're just definitely people that when you walk in, they'll come up and greet you. Hmm. They're, they're all encompassing. They're all in love with fly girl. They're drinking the Kool-Aid. And so I came <laughs> up with something called a glam ambassador. Ooh, I love that. So what I did is I picked the first one five years ago in Chicago. Somebody I thought that would really, you know, be a great leader, a great role model. Mm-hmm. And so I picked her and our, our thing is we take a professional headshot, we get their bio, we kind of announce it to our, our members and mm-hmm. then we put them on the website. Right. And then after the first one, I'm out of the game. I can't be involved <laughs> at all. So the next one, the next one picks the next one and the next one picks the next one and so on and so on and so on. Mm-hmm. So right. we now have, I don't know how many girl ambassadors over five years and we just started it in Twin Lakes and it's the same response. They feel like as soon as they're, as soon as they're announced to be a glam ambassador, you can see it in their in their demeanor and when they're in the studio, mm-hmm. when they're on Facebook, they're sharing everything. You know, mm-hmm. they feel like honored to yep. be one. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you're bringing out the best out of them. You know, just that little thing, you know, is, is, the, is the little push that says you are worth this. You know, so, you know, being a glam ambassador, I was like, please, come on, who doesn't want to be that? <laughs> you know, it's like, right? <laughs> that's amazing. And it's not so much the glamour part, but I, I think it's also about empowering these women, you know, saying, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, it's like, don't mess with me. You know, it's like, I know what I'm doing, you know, so that I love that message. So, oh my gosh, please keep doing it. And let me know if you ever decide to do it out of the state, because I will definitely like, you know, support you in any way I can. That would be amazing. You're so great. Oh my You're gosh. so great. No, no, because I, I, I love stories of women who are really taking, you know, past their comfort zone and also like empowering women not just in their state not in their not just in their city or state but definitely outside of the borders because you need to you know there's so many out uh, out there who need that kind of validation not so much validation but definitely like you know saying you are worth this so i love it that's amazing oh my gosh okay so um is there anything you would like to say to the listeners um, yeah, uh, don't, don't quit. I mean, don't mm. quit, in, especially being through that as women, we've been through so much in the last two years, you know, and it's been tough. 
I, I don't care what you do for a living or if you're an at-home mom, it's been tough. So not quitting, you know, you're working on you, taking days off. That's so important. We call it rest, rest size at the studio. You have to rest. You have to take care of you because no one else will. Mm-hmm. If you don't, if you don't take care of you, your mind, body, and your, your soul. Yeah. And what would you say to young people who might, who would want to get involved with Glowgun Chicago and Fly Girl Fitness? I would say if you're looking for a super supportive, empowering, no nonsense group of, of people to follow or people to look up to, we're absolutely for you. Mm, awesome. So if you had one thing to change that you wish you had done years ago, what would that be? I know. I probably got on a dating app way earlier in my life. Oh, really? Because I met the love of my life way too way too late for me. You know, I wish I, I wish I would have known him much earlier. But at the, you know, at the same time, I know it would have not happened. But yeah, I was kind of against that stuff. And look, I've met the most amazing human being oh. I could ever imagine meeting. Oh, that's awesome! That's wonderful for you. Oh my gosh! Wow! Huh? Okay. Yeah. And my last question is: If you could go back in time, what would you tell your younger self? Fasten your seatbelt. I love that. I love that. Oh my gosh. Oh, okay. I was a single, I I was a single parent, you know, for 18 years. So you you would have told me you're going to need 10 grand to run a studio a month, or you're going to need, you know, this kind of, you know, responsibility to to be able to, you know, grow your business. I would have laughed at you. I'd have been like, Mm. there's no way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And yet here you are. Fasten your seatbelt, Kim. It's about to get real. And, and, and here you are. You know, I mean, you're really incredible. I love, you know, thank you so much for sharing your stories and, and, you know, kudos to you for like doing all of these amazing things. Um, I can't wait to hear more about it from you, Kimberly, like the next thing that you're going to do, because <laughs> I know it's going to be amazing. So um, please keep in touch and, and, you know, keep doing what you're doing, because obviously it's, it's working, you know, and, and I, I, I definitely love the Fly Girl mentality and and girl gang um your vision for girl gang chicago so oh my gosh thank you so much for coming on the show and and um i really wish you a lot of luck with your future thank you thank you you. i appreciate it oh my gosh okay well have a good day talk to you soon thanks you too okay that's our show for today i've posted more information about kimberly k rea on revwoman.com Thank you for listening, and I hope you'll tune in every Thursday for another episode of Revolutionary Woman. You can listen to Revolutionary Woman on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Just a little note, I've launched a Patreon account to support the show. All proceeds will go to producing and editing the episodes to give my poor husband a break for being my personal IT and production department. He wrote this. The address is patreon.com slash revwoman. 